Good morning. Today is Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. There is a structure of mitzvos that the Torah has in a number of different pieces that creates a way of society taking care of itself. And within the mitzvahs, the commandments of the Torah, it relates largely to agricultural life. There is a system where a farmer who harvests his or her crops has to take a small portion from the harvest for the kohen, truma, and then from what remains, miser, a tenth for the levy. There were many more Levium Levites than there were Kohanim priests, so it required a larger proportion. And then there was a, an, uh, a tenth, Miser, Ani, that went to those who were poor. So this was a structure of being able to take care of the various components of society that needed to be supported. The Kohanim were the spiritual leaders. The Levium were the religious teachers and leaders. So uh, like in our society, where we have public support for certain public sector uh, professions, so too in the Torah. That's the precedent for it. And we take care of those, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm sorry, we take care of those who are vulnerable, who are in need. That's the the, the tithing, the tenth that goes to, to those who are in need. So this is about how to create a moral and just society that takes care of everyone in the society. And then there's one additional category. And this one is really fascinating. So we had Truma goes to the Kohen. Miser goes to the Levi. Miser Ani goes to those who are poor. And then we have Miser Sheni, known as the second tithing. And that is in our Parsha, the Parsha of Re'e. And here's what the Torah says. Aser taser es kol You shall surely take a tenth of everything that grows. So this is now a second tenth, Maishasheni, the second tithing. And here's what you do with this amount of food. You have to take that food that you harvested and you have to travel to Yerushalayim, to Jerusalem, and you have to eat the food in Jerusalem. But what happens if you live far? Let's say you have a sizable farm. So the amount of food you have is, I don't know, let's just say it's a uh, hundred bushels is your tithing. So what you have to, and you live far away. Let's say um, uh, uh, you're, you're driving on, uh, you're riding on, on animals. Let's say you're in the northern part of Israel and you'd have to have, I don't know, dozens and dozens of animals and travel for days and days. It doesn't seem, um, it doesn't seem realistic. It doesn't seem practical. So the Torah has a solution. The Torah says, You can redeem 
the food for money. Meaning, you don't have to take the, the goods, you translate it into, transform it into cash. You transform it into money. And then, then you travel to Yerushalayim, you and your family. And then you spend the money in Jerusalem on whatever you want. You can buy whatever you want in Jerusalem and enjoy it in Jerusalem. And you will eat that there before Hashem your God, meaning in Yerushalayim. And you and your family will rejoice. It's fascinating because it's within the larger structure of what we might refer to, and I've discussed this before, tzedakah, creating a moral and just society. But here, it's not about giving something to someone else. It's about doing something for yourself. And you should be able to realize that since this is a proportion, the more you have, the more time you have to spend in Jerusalem. Because the longer it will take to be able to eat it all up. Or alternatively, the more people with whom you will share it in Jerusalem. Explains Rabbi Aryeh Kaplan, the system of Meister Shani ensures that Every Jew spend at least part of every year as a resident of Jerusalem. And this would be a period of spiritual regeneration for all members of the Jewish people. And so the message for us of Meiser Shani is, it's very important to support Israel in all kinds of ways, but it's not enough to support Israel by sending money to Israel in various ways, as important as that is, it is also necessary, if it's possible, to go there ourselves, to walk the streets of Jerusalem, and to imbibe her spirit. This is something that many of us have missed terribly over this past period. And it is something that I am sure all of us are looking forward to being able to do, to be able to return to Jerusalem after such a long absence. Being in Jerusalem every year, if it is in any way possible, is a necessary part of being a Jew because it elevates us, because it inspires us to be better, to be more kind, to be more holy. Now, we don't have this formal mitzvah today, because it only applies, again, formally, when the Holy Temple is standing in Yerushalayim, the Beit HaMikdash is present in Jerusalem, which today, not it is not yet there. But the meaning of it, and the importance of it, is as profound and applicable to us as ever, because being in Jerusalem, walking its streets, is transformative. I'm sure many of you have experienced it in myriad ways. And what I find is that often 
Jerusalem is transformative where I least expect it. Just a quiet, normal moment. And then all of a sudden, I'm able to appreciate a feature of society that I never would have imagined. And it's something that is special to Jerusalem, and it allows me to return home as a different person. There's so many stories that I have of these kinds of experiences. I'll just tell you one now. This happened many years ago. Um, over 40 years ago, I was living in Jerusalem. I was studying in Yeshiva in Yerushalayim. And uh, on Fridays, I would normally go into town. I was living in Baifagan. And I would go into town to do whatever errands or shopping I had to do. And I was in Geula, on the main street in Geula. <clears throat> Friday in Geula, on the main street. If you've been there, you know. It's wall to wall. You can't move. It's so crowded. Everyone's there getting ready for Shabbos. The spirit of getting ready for Shabbos. The holiness that's in the air. It's incomparable. I'm on the street. And all of a sudden, right uh, a few feet away from where I'm standing, Nebuch, there's a bus accident. And you know, the street is so narrow. And the buses, it appears that the buses are wider than the, the whole street is. And it appears there's no way that people are going to get through. People and walking and cars. And a bus, Nebuch, a bus hit a child. It wasn't a life-threatening uh, injury, thank God, but it was significant. And so the child is on the ground in the street and the bus is stopped. Of course, everyone is is uh, crowding around and, and, and it's, it's a, as chaotic as it was a moment ago. Now it's tenfold. It's a little girl. And the father, who had been walking with his daughter, on the sidewalk, but I guess the daughter maybe stepped into the street, that whatever the bus hit her, his daughter's lying down on the ground, lying on the ground, and the father's there. So everyone, of course, you know, everyone has their opinion, everyone's standing around, so they're all telling the father what to do. The ambulance is on its way to take the little girl to the hospital, and everyone says to the father, go with your daughter to the ambulance, and the father says no. It's a little girl. She's maybe, I don't know, I, I can't remember, four, five, six years old. What do you mean you're not going to go in the ambulance with your daughter? And the father turns to whoever's yelling at him. He says, but I have a baby in a stroller here. I can't, what, what am I going to do? I can't, I can't leave the, I can't leave my baby. I, I, there's no way I can go to the hospital with my daughter. A woman walks up to the father, a stranger. And she says to him, you go with your daughter to the hospital. I'll take your baby. I'll take care of the child as if it's my own. And the father goes with his daughter in the ambulance. And this woman, a complete stranger, takes the baby home. It was just incredible to be just walking on the street 
and to see the way in which there is a society where every single adult takes responsibility for every single child as if it is their own. That's a lesson about what a refined society is that you can only learn in Jerusalem. And that's why it's such a mitzvah to spend time there. Not to give something away to someone else, but to give something to yourself. The opportunity to be in Jerusalem, to see its inhabitants, to soak up its spirit. And then, if we are going home, to take it home with us. We need to spend time in Jerusalem to be the kind of Jew God wants us to be. That's the mitzvah of Meiser Sheni. I hope it for you and I hope it for me as soon as is possible. Let's get back to Israel. Even if we can't fulfill the technical mitzvah of Meiser Sheni, but we can certainly benefit from the blessing that it offers. And remember the blessing that it offers in our Parsha if we do spend time in Jerusalem. And remember the more the better. V'samachta ata uvesacha. You will rejoice and your family will rejoice. That's the promise of Jerusalem. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.